Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Fortsanopoli Cultural Podcast. This is a podcast of what it's Napoli, of course, but you don't have to be a Napoli fan to enjoy it. If you're a Serie A fan, if you're a football fan, looking for the inside scoop on all things Napoli, this is the place to be. I'm your host, Joe Fischetti. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope everyone is enjoying the Euros. I have only one part for you on today's episode, which is to review our Primavera playoff match on Saturday. Now, the last time I talked about the Primavera was to review our final match of the season where we beat Spezia to secure our place in the promotion playoff. At that point, the playoff was to be two semifinals, us against Parma and Lecce against Cremonese, and then the winners would play each other in the final to determine who would be the third club to be promoted. Now, I had previously mentioned that the FIGC was discussing increasing the Primavera Uno from 16 clubs to 18 clubs, which seemed a certainty, but we weren't sure when the changes would take effect and how the changes would be made. The speculation at the time was that only one club from Primavera Uno would be relegated and the usual three Primavera Due clubs would be promoted, the two group winners, and then the playoff winner. A decision on that was made at the league assembly meeting on Wednesday the 9th of June, only four days before the playoffs started, and much to my delight, the league decided that two clubs from Primavera Uno would be relegated and not one, and that four clubs would be promoted from Primavera Due, the two group winners, and then two playoff teams. In other words, three days before the playoff, the semifinals were suddenly changed to finals. These changes take effect immediately, with other changes to the lower Primavera divisions to take effect by the 2022-2023 season. So all of a sudden, a win against Parma would send us back up to Primavera 1. So with that, let's get to the starting lineups. Parma lined up in a 4-3-3 with Filippo Rinaldi in goal. Boateng Ballo and Don Dirk lined up at centre-back. Matteo Cucci started at left-back and Mintasino Lucchetti started at right-back. 
Andrea Malamo started as the Regista in behind Mark Kosnowski and Akmer Ankra. Paolo Napolitano started on the left wing, Chaka Traore started on the right wing, and Dario Sitz started at striker. For Napoli, Emmanuel Cascione lined up in what I would say is his preferred 4-4-2 formation with Hubert Dasiak in goal. Davide Costanzo and Jonathan Spedalieri started at centre-back. Flavio Romano started at left-back and Vincenzo Potenza started at right-back. Raffaele Virgilio and Brando Sami started in the centre of the midfield with Valerio Labriola on the left flank and Antonio Cioffi on the right flank. Finally, Giuseppe Ambrosino came back into the starting 11 to start over Antonio Pesce. That was the one change that Cascione made to the squad that beat Spezia. He played alongside Giuseppe D'Agostino as the other striker. So those were the starting lineups. Next, let's get to the match. The match actually started with a bit of a scare. Only two minutes in, Trophy pulled up running toward the right sideline. He went down holding his hamstring and for a second I thought we were in trouble, but it must have been a cramp because he eventually got up and carried on playing. Early on, you could see signs of nerves from both teams. We saw players failing to control passes to their feet and we saw a lot of errant passes. A number of passes were played straight out to touch. That's a typical sign of nerves. Players are excited, they've got the adrenaline going, and sometimes that translates into balls being hit too heavy. Parma were certainly the more positive side in the opening quarter of the match. They had more of the ball and they worked their way confidently up the pitch, but when they got into the final third, they ran into a very solid Napoli back line. I thought Romano was very sharp at left back. It seemed like Parma's game plan was to attack through the wings by getting their full backs forward. Romano made some really nice clean tackles on Lucchetti in the first half, but Parma continued to push and were rewarded for their positive play taking the lead in the 18th minute. Ironically, this was probably the first time in the match that Parma attacked through the middle of the pitch. Malmo carried into the final third before passing to Napolitano. He dribbled through Labriola, Sami, Ambrosino, and Virgilio before firing with his left boot past Idasiak and into the bottom corner at the far post. Parma defended really well in the first half too. Every time we got the ball, they pressed us and with great effect. They forced us to make quick decisions and more often than not, we conceded possession. Things only got worse after that. At the half hour mark, Parma won a corner kick, but play was stopped because once again, Chofi went to ground clutching his leg. This time he could not carry on. So a third of the way through the match, we were down a goal and now without one of our best players, let alone one of our best goal scorers. Antonio Vergara came off the bench to replace the right winger and I have to say, he was really excellent filling in. Parma nearly doubled their lead on the ensuing corner. Somehow Napolitano, who's not a big player, got a free header in front of the goal. Fortunately, he got under the ball and put his header well over the bar. We finally showed some signs of life about 5 minutes before the break. We didn't generate any scoring chances, but we kept the ball in the Parma end for a few minutes, which gave our backline a much needed reprieve. And yet Parma continued to create chances. Traore dribbled into the area from the left wing. He cut in onto his right and fired a powerful shot towards the goal, but Spedalieri stood tall and blocked the effort. Despite our struggles in the first half, we had the best chance before the break. The play actually started from a Parma corner kick. Costanzo of all people broke on the counter. He made an excellent run on the right wing, including playing a difficult 1-2 with Vergara while sprinting down the wing. He wisely turned back and played the ball back to Vergara in the middle of the pitch. Vergara fought off the challenge from Malamo before playing a gorgeous diagonal through ball to Labriola at the edge of the area. Labriola only had the keeper to beat, but Rinaldi was quick off his line and made an incredible save to deny the Azzurini captain. 
The action didn't stop there though, on the ensuing corner kick, Padma broke the other way, and they were 3v1 against Potenza. The fullback raced across to tackle Sitz, who maintained possession, but Potenza slowed him down just enough to allow Vergara to get back, and the winger dispossessed Sitz and cleared the ball out of danger. For me, that was a really crucial moment in the match. The way the game was going, and with how few chances we created, had Parma gone 2-0 up there, it would have been extremely difficult to come back. That was in the 44th minute, so that would have been a huge mental blow if we conceded a goal so late in the half. Instead, we went into the break down only a goal, which was somewhat encouraging considering that missed chance. On the other hand, Parma dominated the half, we barely had any of the ball and created only one quality chance which we failed to convert, and we lost our best goal scorer so I wasn't terribly optimistic heading into the second half. The second half started similarly to how the first half ended, once again Traore cut in from the right wing but this time he was leaning too far back and his shot finished wide of the far post. The second half was far more evenly balanced than the first though. In the first half it took us 40 minutes to get our first shot on target whereas in the second half it took only 5 minutes. Once again it was Labriola who for me has been our best player this season. He intercepted the pass in our own end, carried through the midfield and laid it off to D'Agostino on the wing. D'Agostino who had a really quiet first half by his standards cut into the middle and played a perfectly weighted return pass to Labriola. He put a powerful shot on target but once again Rinaldi was in a good position to make the save. Neither side created much for the next 10 minutes or so. Then in the 56th minute Ambrosino went down with what appeared to be an ankle injury. He had to be helped off the pitch and was eventually replaced by Gennaro Iaccarino. So Cachona finished the season with the same attacking players he started the season with in Chofi, Ambrosino, Iaccarino and D'Agostino. Unfortunately two of those players got hurt. Needing to find the goal Cachona also replaced Sami with Ricardo Cataldi. Both substitutes got involved right away when Napoli took advantage of some poor refereeing. Cataldi clearly fouled Kosnowski around midfield and the official allowed the play to continue. Vergara squared to Virgilio who quickly played the ball out wide to Iaccarino. He played Romano on the overlap on the left wing and Romano played a low cross into the area. Somehow the ball got through to Cataldi who had continued his run and the substitute had a free shot in front of the goal. Unfortunately he didn't make good contact and Rinaldi made what turned out to be a very easy save. Even though we missed the chance that gave us a bit of momentum, with our season on the line we had to push forward for the equalizer. Then in the 75th minute Padma got another glorious chance. I wish I could say we got caught on the counter because we were pushing forward but that just wasn't the case. Instead Spedalieri played a dangerous square ball to Costanzo that was well anticipated by Napolitano. He played substitute Gabriela Artistico clear on goal. Once again Parma had a chance to put the game away and once again they blew it. Credit to Spedalieri who recovered well and did just enough to disrupt the shot which still hit the target but caught too much of the goal and Idasiak made the save. In the 81st minute Cachona played his final card replacing midfielder Virgilio with striker Antonio Pesce and only 2 minutes later we got the late equalizer. This was an absolutely ridiculous goal. It actually started with a Parma free kick that we cleared to safety. Labriola chased the ball down and dinked it around Cucci at midfield. Cucci was the last man back and grabbed a handful of Labriola's shirt. Had he gone to ground Cucci definitely would have been shown a straight red card. Instead Labriola stayed on his feet, saw Rinaldi off his line and fired a perfect shot from 40 yards out into the top corner to make the score 1-1. 
The final few minutes of regular time were pretty intense. We saw Cataldi get into it a bit with Traora on the touchline. Then we got a couple of chances in stoppage time, first from a free kick. Vergara played an in-swinging cross into the area. Cucci won the header but directed the ball straight at his own goal. Once again, Rinaldi was well positioned to make the save and that was a bit of a theme this match. He made another good save in the dying minutes of stoppage time. That was after Pesha intercepted the pass of substitute Rinaldo Radu. Unfortunately, the angle was tight and Rinaldi made a save that you would expect him to make. That was the final chance in regular time which meant that this one would go to extra time. We were clearly the better side in extra time, in fact, we got better and better as the match wore on, Parma were clearly the better side in the first half, the second half was evenly balanced, and then we were clearly the better side in extra time. Pesce came close to scoring only minutes into the first half of extra time, Napoli won a corner kick and Labriola played an in-swinging corner towards the back post, Pesce won the header and made good contact, but the ball finished just wide of the goal. About 5 minutes later we had another scare, Labriola went to ground holding his calf after we had already lost Trophy and Ambrosino due to injury, fortunately Labriola was able to play on. Neither side did much in extra time, probably because fatigue had set in by that point, the game was played in the afternoon heat so that certainly did not help. Then with only minutes to play we came as close as you can to going ahead without actually going ahead. Pesha played the ball out wide to D'Agostino on the left wing. He cut into his right foot and fired an absolute rocket from 25 yards out, beating Rinaldi but not beating his crossbar. So in the end, extra time solved nothing, which meant the team to be promoted would be decided by a shootout. Artistico shot first for Parma, Idasia guessed correctly but the shot into the bottom right corner was simply too accurate to stop, Yacarino responded for Napoli putting his shot into the same corner. Substitute Christian Casarini shot second for Parma, he put his shot off the bar and into the back of the goal. Next up was U17 player Antonio Pesce who shot for Napoli and very coolly fired into the bottom left corner sending Rinaldi the wrong way. Another substitute, Matteo De Rinaldis, shot next for Parma. He too went for the bottom right corner, but this time Idacia guessed correctly and made the save. That meant D'Agostino had a chance to put us ahead, and he took it, beating Rinaldi to his left. So after three rounds, the Azzurini were up 3-2. That meant all we had to do was convert the remaining two penalties, and we'd return to the Primavera Uno. After Radu picked the top corner, Labriola took care of business, blasting his shot into the bottom left corner. Rinaldi guessed wrong, but even if he didn't, no one was going to touch that shot. Traore completely froze Idasiak with Panma's fifth shot, which I think was the nicest of the lot. That made the score 4-4 with Napoli still to shoot. Our entire season came down to this shot taken by Ricardo Cataldi. Unbelievably, Cataldi scored with a Panenka to earn promotion back up to Primavera Uno. This was an unbelievable performance, our boys showed a ton of heart, they battled through injuries and got the job done when it mattered the most. You couldn't help but feel for Parma who played really well but ultimately caused their own undoing. They missed two clear cut chances in regulation time that likely would have put the match away. Lecce won the other playoff final beating Cremonese 1-0, so both teams from Group B won the playoffs, both teams from the south are going up to Primavera Uno, they will join group winners Hellas Verona and Pescara in the new 18-team Primavera Uno. So that will do for this episode, I hope you enjoyed it, if you did, please share it with a friend and give us a 5-star rating 
on your favorite podcast platform. As always, if you need to get a hold of me, you can find me on Twitter at Joe underscore Fischetti5, and you can find the podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Forza Napoli Pod. I'm hoping to be back later in the week with another episode of Forza Napoli Worldwide, so stay tuned for that. But until next time, I'm Joe Fischetti. Forza Napoli sempre! bright spot in our day couldn't we just to make up for things like sitting in traffic doing the dishes counting your steps you know all the mundane stuff that is why i'm such a big fan of chumba casino chumba casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day a little actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw group void prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus